So you're not a teacher. So if you're not a teacher, then what are you? Then I would say that uh, maybe your best, the best thing you can do for a child is to be a cheerleader. Because every child, what they need is someone to believe in them so that they can believe in themselves. I'm Parkson, a father and grandfather, a relationship coach and author of The Modern Day Dad. And I'm Hafiz, a father of four, a transformational coach and a dad in progress. We Are Dads Too is a podcast for fathers by fathers. Each week, we have conversations about different aspects of fathering. We will also be talking with experts to get their opinions or have other dads to join us too. Because we are dads too, we understand the challenges dads face. Our children grow up way too fast, so we say. So we need to take effective action that involves personal and lasting change for our children and also for ourselves. Let's go on a transformational journey together because we, we are, are dads too. Hey, Hafiz. Good to see you. Yes, Parkson. Nice to see you too. Are you excited about this podcast? Of course, of course. I am. Well, this is the very first one and I was so excited I couldn't sleep well last night. I was dreaming about what to say, what to do and it kept me awake all night. I only slept for two hours. Well, for me, it was the same. But it was not because the podcast that kept me awake. It was the rain and the so cold you know, last night that I've woken up so many times. I see, yeah. I see. Well, today's podcast is actually on a very important subject and a very, very one that touches a lot of fathers' hearts and it's about our children's education. Yes, yes. When you talk about education, especially in Singapore, many parents, you know, they are very much, uh, you know, influenced, all right, by the good education system in Singapore. All right, mm-hmm. and such that sometimes we feel it like it's a pressure cooker. All right, you see other other parents, you know, you know, pushing their children, you know, and you see that ah, my children also must be the same. You see other parents, you know, sending them to tuition, you know, I also must send them to tuition, you know. But is that the way that we should be looking at education? You think? Mm-hmm. Well, I think every parent wants the best for their kids, and whatever they do, I'm sure it comes from good intentions, a good heart. All right. Uh, well, there is pressure. I mean. Singapore is a very small nation, you know, uh, we are in competition with bigger countries and more well-advanced countries and therefore we need to really do well. We need to, you know, catch up with them and maybe even exceed their standards. Yeah, yeah. in fact, it is, it's very good that uh, we are so focused in education such that uh, the children have, uh, when they grow up, they really have many options. Right, but at the same time, there are many children who so fell off the cracks, right, mm-hmm. and uh, wonder whether it is because of the family, it's because of the environment, or it's because of themselves. So I think these are the things that maybe you know we can talk about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the questions really that uh, parents really ask? You know. Well, let, let's talk about own parents. Uh, what was your parent, your father like? You know, in terms of your education. Hmm. Okay. It's, there's a long story, but let's keep it short. You know, for me, my parent, especially my father. All right, he himself, uh, you know, only had you know, secondary four education, and he wants to see his children to you know really go far. So what he intended was for me not only to go to you know the highest level university and so on, but for a start, he wanted actually me to go to one of the top school. But I didn't want. But he had a dream. What he did was every Sunday he would bring us to this uh, to play badminton at that school. You know, uh, uh, when we were in primary school, so when he wanted me to be uh, to go to that school, 
All right, he really, you know, make it sure, make sure that I go there, even though I didn't want. But to cut the story short, I thought um, parents naturally, yeah, and my my father especially, uh, have uh, you know good intent, you know, of uh, wanting their children to do well and so on. But sometimes, do parents hot house and you know stress their children too much, you know, and is that something good? Oh, that, yeah. I think definitely not. Probably a lot of parents didn't know another way to do it. All right, uh, out of feeling, you know. This competition and the pressure, the urgency. Um, they just wanted their children to do as as you know as well as they can, and you know I think the system probably didn't didn't help a lot. You know, there's a lot of uh, ranking and competition, and so you know we are, we are always reminded, all right, uh, whether we are in the top of the class or not at the top of the class and things like that. Yeah. So I think today's ep- episode, we want to help parents understand, especially fathers, what their role is in terms of their children's education, so that they can focus on what really matters. Okay, and yeah. So I want to, you know, maybe s- let's talk about um, the dreams that fathers have or parents have for their own kids. You know, sometimes our parents will have something they want have in mind that I want my kid to be a doctor or a lawyer or engineer and then they kind of uh, you know keep pushing their kids in that direction right and uh, have you heard of parents like this yeah 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 many many in fact i myself as a parent sometimes uh, maybe we are very much uh, affected by uh, how this uh, the, the environment is and all very uh, stressed but i think the one of the main questions that we should ask ourselves all right uh, when i want our children to be uh, performing well right in school or in education uh, what is uh, why do they want to study well you know what's the purpose of them going to school what is the purpose of education you know we, we seldom sometimes uh, ask that question and uh, and yet our children they have so much potential not only in that particular area that we want them to be like for example you mentioned to be a doctor a lawyer an accountant but also to be Uh, go into the areas that they are really uh, talented in, you know, be it music, sports, all right, uh, even f- uh, entertainment industry for that matter. But in Singapore, you know, do we uh, encourage them to go into these industries? You know, mm-hmm. and for the, again, the role of us as a father, as a parent, how do we, uh, you know, see our role as being able to guide them? Right into the direction that probably um, we wish they have, but we do not uh, make it so restrictive. Yeah. So, what would be the role of a father, you think, or a dad in a child's education? Is it, for example, to you know teach them, you know, to to really go into their books and looking at what they study every day? What 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 do you think, Foxen? Well, if I talk about my own father, you know, I mean, he he only had O levels and uh, he had to go in to begin to go to work because the family wasn't doing well financially. So, you know, he felt the pressure, the responsibility to go to work and help to support the family financially. And I guess because of that, uh, he wanted me to do well better than he did so that, you know, he have the assurance or at least I will have the assurance that I can support my family when I do have one. And as a result of that, you know, he restricted me in many things. For example, in primary school, I joined the uh, boys' brigade. And I wanted to join the boys' brigade when I went to the secondary school, but he didn't allow me to. Well, this is the one that have a lot of badges, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was in scouts, <laughs> but not as many badges as the boys' brigade. 
yeah. And so, you know, your sleeve is covered with badges. And of course, you have to work hard for them. It's yeah. not free, you know. Right. All right. Yeah. So I, I was very disappointed and I really wanted to be in the boys' brigade because I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but my father's principal philosophy was, no, you study first, you know, do well in school and next time you can enjoy all that you want to. All right. But I think today, maybe it's a little bit different, you know. I think today what, what uh, fathers want to do is they want their children to really excel and do what they can. And, but still very much our culture, I guess, is focused on employability and marketability. All right? if after I've invested so much money in you as a, as a father into your, in my child, you know, sending you to education, the best schools that I can afford, to university, all the way there, I, I really want that, you know, there is some returns, you know, that you make full use of that education instead of wasting it away, all right? So, of course, they choose courses that uh, have the highest employability and when you have a job, you know, there are great prospects, you earn good money and things like that. So, I think that's maybe the motivation, the, the thoughts that fathers have at the back of their minds and therefore, it causes them to do the things that they do. Yeah, but... Um are we really thinking that all fathers think like that? Definitely not. Definitely not. There are some fathers who are a little bit open-minded. All right. And uh, those are few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, it would be good if more fathers are like that, you know, and uh, really know the child. All right. Because children are all different, you know. Uh, my father was a banker and I, I, I'm sure he wanted my sister and I to follow in his footsteps. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't have his... DNA in that area and I became an engineer and today I'm doing something totally different even uh, all right. and my, my sister went into marketing uh, you know advertising and marketing and things like that so we, none of us became bankers uh, you know so sometimes we fathers may think okay you know I want my son or my daughter to follow my footsteps especially in family business alright and that's of course another group of people and so they, they kind of try to guide their kids or sometimes coerce their kids in that direction and they forget that the child may have a different talent, a different strength, you know, and different dream than what their parents have. Yeah, Paxson, what about if we talk about parents, yeah? I mean, you, you come from a, a, a father who is a banker. My father is only uh, have 74, 74 uh, education. No, so does a child's uh, future depends on their background alone? Right, and if you don't have that good background as a father, you know what is your role? I mean, you cannot teach your children. You don't have that, you know, uh, capacity, you know, to ensure that your children go as far as uh, even you didn't go as far. But now, as a dad, we want to make a difference in our children's life, right? Mm. All children, all, all fathers want that, you know. So, what would be the so-called baseline which all fathers can do? Simple enough for them to do, but it is a key role of a father. What, what do you think? I think uh, the formula for success has many components and uh, only one of them is academic performance or excellence, all right? The other components in the formula for success has things like, you know, are you driven? Are you, you know, do you have EQ rather than not just IQ? Yeah. You know, all these soft, what people call soft skills today, we should not even call them soft skills because they are more like essential skills, <laughs> all right? And uh, so... I think the, one of the things that fathers must remember is uh, that there are more important things than just education, the grades in school, uh, you know, that determines whether your child 
have a great chance of becoming successful, maybe in a different way, right? In a different way, he might not have a degree or a master's or even a PhD, but does not mean he will lose out to other people who have all those things. Yeah, I, I'm also thinking of fathers have experience. They have life experience. They have work experience. They have lived longer than their children, definitely. And they are usually wiser, right? Although you can argue that, you know, it takes age to be wise. Young people also can be wise. However, he has fathers or dads have that time with them that they have experienced things in life, which they can, it can be a great resource for them to, you know, understand the child's uh, own dreams. And then how can they set a certain uh, direction or even give advice? So I identify, you know, that uh, they, they can uh, also uh, not only uh, have that role of, you know, of teaching so the so-called subjects that children are learning in school, which mean may or they may or may not have the capacity. They also can advise, all right? Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, children, when you talk about parents advising them in education, I'm not sure all parents are able to reach, uh, you know, a good, Uh, connection with the the child, right? There are other ways to ad, instead of advising, there are other ways to motivate, other ways to guide your child in no not such an intrusive way. You know, I don't want my father to talk about education. I mean, enough, enough. You know, I I go to school the whole day. The teacher tell me, you know, do this, do that. You know, do homework. What more? Sometimes go back. Also got homework. All right. Then now my father asking the first thing. My father uh, when I come home, my father say, uh, do you have homework? All right, uh, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. So again, going back to the the key role of a dad, all right. When you know what 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 would be that uh, other things that uh, really they can do or we can do. I think we need to remember that our children have lots of teachers. I mean, they have more than one teacher in school. You know, maybe for every subject they may have one different teacher, and for many kids they have tutors. All right, so they have another teacher after school. And the last thing that a child would want to have when they get home is another teacher. Yeah. So I always tell parents, you know, your role is not that of a teacher. Because number one, probably we do not know how to teach. All right? We are not educators ourselves, but we do feel the responsibility to do that. So you're not a teacher. So if you're not a teacher, then what are you? Then I would say that uh, maybe your best, the best thing you can do for a child is to be a cheerleader. Because every child, what they need is someone to believe in them so that they can believe in themselves. You know, being in school, they are actually in competition mode. All right? And for some child, they are more resilient. Yeah. So they're okay. But there are many children who might feel inferior. They say, you know, oh, I didn't, I didn't do as well as the other kid in class for this test. And they feel bad about themselves and they come home feeling very discouraged. And sometimes it's the parents that compare, right? That's hey, how right. did uh, uh, Jane do? How did uh, Siti do? How did uh, Sarah do? You know? Yeah. You know? And uh, it's maybe sometimes uh, innocent, sounds like innocent, the question. But for the child, you're comparing me with my friend. Yep. Right? I mm-hmm. feel so small. Even if I'm doing better than the friend, there's someone else better than me, and they start, you know, having uh, this complex, right? So uh, again, you know, would that, yeah, what, that what reminds me, you know, when a when a parent asks the child, you know, so how many marks do you get for that test? Oh, I got an eighty marks. All right, eighty marks. Uh, how about your friends? <laughs> oh, my friends got less than eighty. Oh, well done, well done. <laughs> so, this kind of innocent words yeah. sends a very subtle message to the child, and that is. You are doing well as long as you are ahead of others. But 
I think what a better thing to teach our children is that the only person we are competing with is ourselves. Yeah, but I honestly thing to say here. Sometimes this become a habit. As parents, I mean, we have habits. If we have been parents for ten uh, years or even five years, we build such a you know habit that is to change. For example, things like when your child come home, you know, don't ask about school. Ask about them, how they are doing. All right, their feelings. You know about their, you know what they enjoy in school, what they enjoy along the way from uh, school. You know, start a conversation that the children like to hear, right? Rather than what you want to hear. So I thought as parents sometimes, and uh, we need to just be quiet for a while when our child come home, all right, and then start thinking and look at their faces, look at their emotions, look at their body language, and we can know how they feel instead of just. Asking them the same old question yeah. every day. Yeah. I remember a movie, a local movie made by Jack Neo. You know, the title was uh, "I'm Not Stupid." There was this father who comes home every day from work. You know, and he asks his son only two questions. Mm. The first question is, uh, "Have you eaten?" Okay. The second fine. question is, "Have you finished your homework?" Wow. Okay, <laughs> I didn't remember that part. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Jack Neo's movies are very representative of the Singaporean lifestyle. You know, and you're right. You know, our fathers, you know, as if they are, you know, no better question to ask, and so they ask, "How was school today?" You know, and uh, the normal answer they get is. Okay lah. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Nothing so to say. Fathers ask me, you know, why? Why do they say this? You no. Know? So I tell them, well, I've been I've been trying to do some research on this for quite some time, and uh, I think I've got the answer. I said, number one, your child has been in school for five to six hours, and yeah. your question is, how was school? How was that five to six hours? The child is might be thinking, where do you want me to begin to tell you about? Okay, was I can relate to this. Just imagine, we dad, our husbands coming back home from work, and our wife asks us, "How's work today?" What is the answer? Is okay lah, no yeah. problem. The last thing we we'll talk about is about work. <laughs> the last thing we we'll talk about is work. But I think moms are different. All right, when they come back home, they want to talk everything that happened they want as to. if it was months. You know, you just spend uh, six hours at work, and yet it's like a few months you are there. It's just our nature. All right, to have uh, I mean, fathers usually a man they don't to talk so much about uh, things. All right, uh, but at the same time, when they ask questions sometimes to people, they expect the answers. Right, so I think this is about um, being conscious uh, whenever we, especially to our children, whenever we see them, whenever we meet them, and to to feel and to learn how to feel how they are feeling. All right, I mean, this kind of relationship or uh, skill that we have. I think we can learn them. It is not something that uh, we cannot learn. It's a matter of uh, where we can learn from. I think nowadays we have a lot of YouTube, you know, podcasts, uh, many a lot self improvement uh, tools that we can listen to. Yep, that's why right? we are creating this podcast to give fathers, you know, the tips that they can use. And yeah, it's a skill. Fathering, parenting is basically a skill. Yeah. And if you can master Microsoft Office, you can master parenting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I think the greatest job as a dad. Right, is to be, to be to have masters in a dadhood, right, or parenthood. I mean, this won't be something it be given a, a degree, a paper for it, but the person that will acknowledge your expertise will be your own children. Right, I think that's the best reward that you'll ever get. Right, from anyone, 
All right, and I, I believe this is a principle that sometimes, you know, I do housework like I mean, for example, uh, you know, usually my wife lah like, asks me to 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 do things, right? So say, uh, uh, can you do the laundry? Can you do the dishes? Can you mop the floor? All right, then uh, you know, one of the things that I ask myself, all right, sometimes yeah, this uh, so-called monkey brain. Come on lah, I can do many other things, right? Other than this, you know, I got my work to do. I got, you know, my sports to watch. You know, why am I doing this? And one of the things that really motivate me. To do that so-called physical manual, mean um, so-called menial thing, is, you know what, this is a model that you are teaching your children, all right. Sometimes you say, hey, come on, put your shoes properly. Uh, can you help fold the clothes? Uh, this and that. And the children, I tell you frankly, don't like all this. But we tend to say all this, you know, uh, sometimes so naturally, you know, that they think it's not in thinking. But something that the more you say, it, the more I won't do it. All right. So again, it's about. You know, realizing that um, we don't want people to do onto us what we do onto others, right? And and be more um, uh, aware, right? Uh, whenever, especially when we talk to our loved ones, like our children, yeah. So, Paxson, I think we have spoken enough about uh, this part of uh, uh, the topic because when we have this uh, title, right? Papa, don't teach. I mean, we think that uh, a role of a father, uh, there are, although there are many. Right. And uh, one of the key role is to make sure that the child's education is taken care of, right? And uh, we think also that uh, we also need to ensure their, you know, uh, character building. All right, is one of the key things that you want them to get out of school. But I heard from my some of teacher friends, right? He said that you know parents yeah, in Singapore they expect uh, teachers or school uh, to do everything, you know. Alright, to make sure that there's not only the children do well academically, they behave well, you know, they they do social work, they do community work, and they become good children, obedient, you know, and so on and so forth. <laughs> What do you think? Is it the role of the school, alright, to take care of all this? Well, I think uh, parents tend to outsource everything <laughs> to other people to do, you know. And uh, yeah, character building and you know teaching teach, teaching kids you know certain skills and values and things like that uh, are are best done at home uh, because teachers only have your child from primary one, which is what seven years old. Yeah. But the first seven years of life, that's you know the parents' responsibility, and that's where the you know the training in terms of values and character all begin. And um. Like I guess a lot of it is formed, not all of it, but yeah. a lot of it is already formed by then. And so what your get, what your teachers are getting, <laughs> are basically the products of our work. Yeah. So let us stop here for today, and we talk about this in more detail in the, our next episode because there are a lot of things to talk about. Oh, all right yes. about this topic. What do you think? Yep. Yep. I think this is very good. Uh, but uh, let me just wrap up with a couple more points. Sure. I I mentioned that uh, I. Fathers, it's better not to see themselves as teachers but cheerleaders. Yeah. All right. And well, you can sit next to your child as your child is doing their homework or revision and things like that. Um, not so supervise. Not not so much to just make sure that they finish their homework, you know, and really pressure them, but be there as a supportive in a very supportive role. For example, you can notice if they are getting tired, you know, mm-hmm. and suggest to them, well, why don't you take a 10 minute break. Yeah. Or you know, bring them a drink, a snack. All right, be very supportive so that they uh, can do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and there are also other things that, that we can help the children with. For example, 
we can help them in terms of learning the skills of self-control. Mm. All right, how to avoid temptations and distractions. Mm. Okay, and also things like you know planning and decision making. You know. Parents tend to plan for their children. Mm -hmm. All right, once you get home, you take your shower, you take your lunch, and you straight away start on your homework, and then we'll do this and this. So it, the home atmosphere is almost like school. Got timetable, Samo. <laughs> it's a timetable, <laughs> and this is planned by the parent. Yeah. So I sometimes I suggest to parents, you know, why don't you let your child plan? All right, uh, let your child ask your child if I give you the freedom to plan your time. All right, from the time you reach home from school till the time you go to bed, what would it look like? You see? Now, what you're trying to do is you're trying to help your child become more and more independent. Give your child those skills, ability to practice those skills, to plan, to make decisions, and then learn from that. All right? Maybe this plan wasn't the best. Let's see what we can do better. Now, the sooner you equip your child with these skills, the easier your job as a parent becomes later on. Otherwise, even when your child is in secondary school or pre-U, you will have to be looking over their shoulders. Have you finished your homework? Are you doing your homework? Why are you still on your phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure no parent wants to do that, right? But the problem that we are still doing that is because we have not paid enough attention in building those skills in our children from as early as possible. Wow, wow, wow. there's a lot of things there, Pakistan. I think uh, we have a lot to talk about. All right. So definitely, all right, there are more tips that probably they can, uh, people out there can learn from. Even I'm learning as I'm listening to you, all right, because you have write books on parent, uh, on, on fatherhood. Just one. On, I'm telling you, it will happen in the future, right? So more than one will happen. And if you want me to be the co-author, I'm anytime I'm, I'm willing to. All right, you. <laughs> all right. So um, I think, again, we will, uh, we will talk about the tips Right when you when our um, listeners engage us on our website, on our Facebook, on our IG, please ask those difficult questions. We may have, we may not have all the answers, but I think we are here because we are building a community of dads. If we cannot give the answer, I'm sure other dads in the community can help. Yeah, I think we learn from each other. We don't have all the answers. I like to talk to fathers and have coffee with them to hear their stories because they sometimes share very good tips. And then I say, can I share that with other dads too? He says, sure. And this is true because I only know Parkson recently actually when I was uh, wanting to join his uh, Facebook group for effective dads. All right? And what he did was to call me and interview me. All right? I said, well, this one's serious. Uh. Must go interview one. So what he did Background was, check. Yeah, <laughs> background check. And then we had coffee. And then from that coffee, all right, session, it was about two hours or three hours, yeah? yeah? I remember we got this idea, why not? Instead of just two of us listening to what only we talk about. In Malay, we call it short sendiri, all right? Why not we share this with other fathers? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, yeah, and why not in a podcast mode? And here we are. Yep, just having a conversation <laughs> yeah. and we happen to have cups yeah, of coffee. Coffee, yes. Yeah, yeah, I need more coffee. It's very cold here. Yeah, all right. <laughs> So that's out there. Thank you for listening to us today. I hope you have learned some things. But your questions are very important to us. So please do leave your questions on either our website or Facebook page or Instagram page. You know, and it's your questions that we really look forward to and we will try our best to answer them either in the next episode or directly on those platforms. All right. Till then, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. 
This podcast is brought to you by Iman Catalyst Community, which is missioned to elevate hope by transforming lives through social education initiatives as well as personal development programs. We are the medium that come in between NGOs and their beneficiaries to enhance their sustainability and impact. We support them by giving training, coaching and enhancing collaboration between the public, private and people sectors. Established in 2017, Iman Catalyst Community has reached out to more than 30,000 community beneficiaries, 700 organisation beneficiaries and worked with more than 1,000 volunteers in Singapore and overseas. If you'd like to know more, connect and collaborate with us, you can reach us at Facebook and Instagram at Iman Catalyst, that's spelled E-M-A-A-N, and we would like to work and partner with you. Thank you so much for tuning to this week's conversation. We hope that this episode helped you in your transformational journey as dads. If you like this podcast, make sure you review, follow, and share it with your friends. For more episodes and resources on fathering, check us out at We Are Dads Too on Facebook and Instagram. We would also like to hear your comments and questions. So, please feel free to share them on our FB and IG pages and also our Twitter and be connected to other dads too. Until next time, let's take the next step to be the special dad we are meant to be. Take care and stay safe.